I love, I love Jesus and I love his church. I really do. I'm so grateful that you are here this morning and I'm so grateful for what God is doing in your life. Last Sunday, I, I am not at liberty to go into the details, but there were miracles that happened here, relational miracles that happened last week. You see, I believe in a God who heals. He heals bodies. He heals minds. He heals relationships. He heals anything that is broken, Jesus can heal. And I thank God for what he's doing. And if you are one of those who are experiencing those kinds of miracles, I encourage you, those of you who are trusting for that kind of a miracle, to keep praying and keep trusting him. He is a great God. Well, the births of babies are some of the best kinds of good news. How many would agree with me on that? The births of babies are always good news. When our three children were born, not at the same time, when our three children were born, boy, I tell you, word spread quickly. Shared with someone a few weeks ago, our last one, Nathan, was when he was born 20 years ago, within 20 minutes, somebody was already visiting in the hospital. I mean, Joni had just, she was just getting kind of pulled together and somebody's there. Word traveled fast. I love it when a child is born. It is the best, some of the best kinds of good news. Often, again, within moments, people are calling, people are messaging, people are texting, people are updating Facebook statuses about a new child has been born. People love to tell other people that a child has been born. In Luke chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Luke chapter 2, God sent an angel to announce Jesus' birth. Now, now there's never been a birth like that, and there's never been an announcement like this, but then again, there's never been someone like Jesus. Of course, an angel was going to announce him. This is the Son of God being born. This is is not like everyone else. In Luke chapter (coughs) 2, excuse me, Luke chapter 2, Verses 8 and following read this way. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. May the Lord bless his word to us this morning. I'm sure that night began like almost any other night for those shepherds as long as they'd been shepherding. Thousands of nights like this before, they were out there guarding their sheep from uh, predators, making sure that nothing or no one got to them. Probably, I'm assuming this, it's not recorded, I'm assuming doing their best to stay awake because that's what you do when you're working at night. And 
still have responsibilities during the day, but they were guarding their sheep that night, just like many nights before it. Verse 9 again says this, An angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And I want you to use that wonderful imagination that God gave you to think of some shepherds there guarding their sheep, leaning on their staff, maybe dozing a little bit. It's quiet, and all you can hear is crickets and snoring sheep. That's all you can hear. And suddenly, a bright light appears, an angel appears, angel of the Lord, it says, a messenger sent from God, and then it also says here, the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, I need to explain what that is. The glory of the Lord is something that we see periodically throughout Scripture. You will see, um, for example, in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, you, you had a pillar that says that, that a pillar of cloud during the day, so they could see it during the day, and at night it was a pillar of fire that was constantly, for, for 40 years, it was constantly in the camp, and when that pillar would move, they would follow it. It, was, it wasn't God, but it was a, a manifestation of God. It was an indication of God's presence. And so you see this here, this, this glory of the Lord in the Old Testament. You also saw it when, when Moses, on that Exodus journey, when they went to the Mount Sinai and Moses went up on the mountain for about 40 days, and it says the, the glory of the Lord or the presence of God hovered over the mountain. That was, that was this same glory. Or uh, years later after that and before this, uh, you have Solomon's temple, beautiful temple being dedicated, and it said on the day of dedication, it says the glory of the Lord filled the temple. That was the presence of God. It was the glory of the Lord. Well, now those were pretty big deals, right? I mean, the people of God being led out of slavery, the, the, the people of God waiting and Moses receiving the law and, 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 and the dedication of the temple, but this was different. Now, this is out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of shepherds. An angel appears and it says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. Imagine that. Here, all of a sudden, from one moment to the next, the, the switch is thrown and you see this presence, the, the manifest presence of God in this unexpected and out-of-the-way place. No wonder it says, no uh, understatement in the Bible, no wonder it says, and they were terrified. How many here would be a little bit terrified? I would. You show up in my bedroom in the middle of the night, boom, I would be terrified. The angel then said this, beginning of verse 10, fear not, I bring you good news. Let me just add this. If an angel appears, ever appears to you, you better hope it's good news. Fear not, the angel said, I bring you good news. Now, I, I think those words would have meant something to them. I really do. I think those words would have meant something to those shepherds. And here's why. I want to look at the context. They would have appreciated good news. We know some of their bad news. Let, let me tell you some of their bad news. Let me tell you the, the world in which those shepherds were living. They lived under Roman rule. Their, their nation was an occupied nation. That's bad news. Uh, the, the king, and I put that in quotations, their king, actually a puppet king, 
under the thumb of Rome was that wretched man that I spoke of last week, if you were here last week, about Herod. He was bad news. Caesar, it, said, it mentions Caesar earlier in the chapter. He had called for, uh, the Bible uses the word registration. It was actually a census. And the thing is about census, then and now, the only reason you take a census is so that you have a more accurate number so that you can tax. It's the reason for the census. That's bad news. It's hard. These are the things that we know about them, but these, these shepherds, these shepherds, and we don't know how many there are, uh, probably more than three, maybe, maybe that's all, we don't know. But these shepherds also experience the kinds of bad news that every person experiences throughout life. Now, this is an assumption. Again, you won't find it in here, but this is, I believe, a very safe assumption because these were not one-dimensional pictures from a storybook page. Please understand you know, often when we see shepherds, they're, they're, they're you know, uh, kids in bathrobes and uh, towels around their heads, and they're carrying a staff, and we think of them as just kind of one-dimensional persons um, in, a, in a Christmas play, but they're, of course, they're far more than that. These were people. These were people. These were, these were real people living in a very real world, which means that they sometimes, these shepherds, this is a very safe assumption. These shepherds sometimes face some very bad news from home. See, they had families. And sometimes their families were going through some really hard times. Sometimes their, 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 their wives, uh, uh, they were at odds with their, their spouse. And sometimes they did things that were pretty stupid and, and they got angry at each other. And sometimes they had children who, who did things that broke their heart. And they had stuff going on at home that were, that were that it wasn't always good news. These were people in a real world. They were also people who faced challenges regarding their job. So how do you know this? Because... Human nature hasn't changed, and the challenges that people go through, really, though some things change, most don't. They had challenges at their jobs. Sheep got sick and died. Wolves came along, or, or jackals, or whatever it was that came along and would, would, would kill sheep and steal away their profit margin. <laughs> the wool or the, the mutton market dropped. People got laid off. Don't, don't think that they had it easy. I don't know how many years a shepherd would serve, 40, 50 years maybe in a shepherding career. And you know that a lot of those years were really hard years. There was some, there was some bad news that we got. We got some bad news for you, shepherd. Or how about this? Some of those shepherds, they, they developed things in their bodies and, and, and it didn't work right. And they couldn't operate the way that they used to. They couldn't keep up the long miles. They couldn't handle the hills anymore. And, and, and for something went wrong in their body, their leg, their heart, a disease, some kind of a thing happened. These were, again, not one-dimensional people. These were people that were used to bad news. 
on the macro and on the micro. But here, the angel said he brought good news. You, you see it there. He says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Good news. Now, they didn't yet know what the good news was. The angel just shows up. The glory of God is there. And the angel says, I bring you good news. The angel continued, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be for all the people. So here's what they know so far. They knew that the news that was about to come was good, it was joyful, and it was for everyone. But what's the good news? Right? What's the good news? He's announcing it. Got good news. What's the good news? The good news is in the words of verse 11. Again, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now let me just pause there for a moment. That is absolutely one of the greatest lines in the entire Bible. If you are into underlining in your Bible, underline that because it is one of the greatest pieces of good news. No, in fact, I'm going to go so far as to say this. It is in like one of the top two or three best news ever in all of human history. Right up there with, he is risen. (laughs) Great news. One of the greatest lines in the Bible. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I I really like, please notice something here. I like how it, it, it starts out very personal. For unto you. See that word? Unto you is born. Unto you. It's very, very personal. Very intimate. It was a personal message. This child was born for them, the angel said. This child is born for you. It's very personal. Now, here's something that I never noticed before until I started digging into this in recent weeks. And that is that actually this is a fulfillment of a prophecy given by the godly man, the prophet named Isaiah, hundreds of years before. But here's what Isaiah says. Isaiah says, unto us a child is born. But the angel said, unto you a child is born. That's very personal. That's very intimate. I want you to get a hold of that. I want you to let that settle into your spirit. Jesus came not just for us. He came for you. Get that in your heart. He came for you. Born this day in the city of David. In other words, it had just happened. Born for you this day. Today, it just happened. Other than Mary and Joseph and all of the host of heaven, these were the first people to find out. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. It happened nearby in the village of Bethlehem, the ancestral home of their greatest king. A savior, the angel said, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Now this really gets into the heart of the good news because that a child is born is good news, but it's not necessarily life-changing news until they find out who this child was. This child is a savior who is Christ the Lord. These, these shepherds, they were, they, were, they were Jewish. They understood. They had grown up hearing about the promised Messiah. 
And so when they heard the word Christ, they knew they knew that it wasn't a name, but rather it was the title, which means Messiah or the promised one, or the one who's going to come and make all things right. So how you, they're, they're hearing for the first time. Some of the first people to learn this. Unto us, unto us, unto you, the angels, unto us, a child is born, a Savior. Christ the Lord. Now, they couldn't know everything that that meant. They, they absolutely could not. When they heard Messiah, they were probably automatically thinking about the one who's going to make all things right and push Rome out. They, they, were, they talked about that a lot at that time. They, they couldn't know everything that those words meant. They could not know all that Jesus would go through to be our Savior. They didn't know about the teaching. They didn't know about the miracles. They didn't know how he would raise people from the dead. They didn't know how he would feed thousands of people with just a sack lunch. They wouldn't know that he would, that he would be betrayed and, 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 and sold and, and that he would be whipped and that he would be beaten and humiliated and mocked. They did not know that he would die on a cross and that he would be raised from the dead. They did not know that he would ascend into heaven and send his holy... His, they did not know any of that, but they knew among the first to know that Jesus, a Savior, or they didn't even know his name yet. They would find out later on that night. But they had heard now that a Savior has been born and he is the Messiah, the Christ, has come for us. They couldn't know everything, but they knew that. What great, great news. Couldn't understand it all. You know, to, 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 you, you can get some really good news and still not understand all that it means, and it can still be good news. But again, I draw your attention, even though it says, for unto you a child is born, at the very end of verse 10, it says this announcement was for all the people. I want you to notice that also there, at the end of verse 10, for all the people. This announcement is for all the people. You're learning it. That Christ is born for you, but it's not just for you. It's for all the people. You're to get the word out. You're to tell other people that the Christ has been born. You see, Jesus could not and would not be limited to one region, one group, or one society. Jesus came not just to save some shepherds, he came to save mankind. That's why he came. And that's good news for all of us. That's good news for every one of us here this morning. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say this, and it's not a stretch, it's not an extrapolation. That is the greatest news for anyone who has ever lived. Jesus came for mankind. The message, the message that these shepherds were hearing for the first time would go from Jewish country people to Jewish city people. It would in time be spread from Jews to non-Jews or Gentiles. It would eventually penetrate every culture. Tonight you're going to hear several people from from uh, singing from our church who are going to be ministering tonight from five to six who are, who are from different cultures. This gospel works in every culture. The message of Jesus starting here that night in that out-of-the-way place, 
The message of Jesus would cross rivers, it would cross oceans, no borders would stop it, a language barrier would only slow it for a time. It was and it is good news to any person who is bound in any kind of sin. No exceptions. Come on, isn't that good news? It's the best news. It's the best kind of news. Jesus was born to save. Savior is born to set people free, to make things right. It's good news for any person, any place in these last 2,000 years and beyond until he returns. It is the best news ever because he came for them. It's good news to people who are wounded in any way. Oh, it's good news. Are you wounded this morning in any way? Again, I don't know all of the bad news that these shepherds had experienced, but what a difference he would begin to make in their lives. Are you wounded in any way? Jesus came for you. The message of Jesus is great joy. You see those words, great joy to people who are hopeless and helpless and hurting. The message of Jesus still brings joy to people who are discouraged or despairing. This morning, if in any way you are discouraged or despairing, I have some really good news. Jesus was born for you. He came for you. The good news that was first announced to shepherds in the Judean countryside today reaches into our homes. Has Jesus changed your home? I know that many of you, that would, yes, absolutely. Jesus came into your home. Some of you, some of you have known for a lot of years, and Jesus came into your home 15, 18, 20 years ago. Jesus came into your home six months ago. Jesus came into your home three weeks ago. And he's already starting to change your home. He does that. That's good news for your home. He changes our schools. <coughs> Doesn't matter what kind of school it might be. If it's homeschool, if it's Christian school, if it's private school, if it's elementary school, if it's public school, if it's high school, if it's graduate school, Jesus can change our schools because he changes, uses people who are there. The good news that was first announced to those shepherds goes into our offices and job sites. I, I was talking with someone uh, last week who in their office and was telling me what Jesus had done in their business. And some of you have related to me in recent weeks with the, the difference that Jesus is making on your job site. The good news that was first announced to shepherds goes onto our farms and into our factories. He was first announced to shepherds, but Jesus is not called the light of shepherds. He's called the light of the world. And this is still the best of news. This is still the best of news. This morning, maybe you are wondering, I don't know everyone here, of course, and that's a good thing. Maybe you are wondering if God can help you. Maybe you're here this morning because it's Christmas and you just feel like there's an obligation. When somebody said, it's Christmas, you got to go to church. And you're here. well, I'm glad you're here under any circumstance. 
But maybe you're here this morning and you're, you're wondering if God can help you. Maybe you've even wondered that or you've voiced that in, in recent days. Can God help me? Does he even know where I am and what I'm going through? Does, is God even aware of what I'm going through right now? There was a time that I wondered that. God, are you even aware of what's going on? I assure you that the first announcement of Jesus' arrival that happened in an obscure, out-of-the-way place among people that were often overlooked by others, God had a plan and a purpose for their lives. And the one who reaches into obscurity, as we sang this morning, he stepped out of light into darkness. Doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you are. His presence is there. Perhaps you're thinking this morning that the message of Jesus is too late for you. It was pretty recent that I was speaking with someone and and they basically said that. They said, it's too late for me. I've done too many bad things. I've you don't even want to know some of the things that I've done, they said. You think the message of Jesus is too late for you or that some of the things you did are too bad for him. Then you need to hear again that part of, about him being for all the people. Jesus did not come, he said, to, to perfect people, but he came to save sinners. He came to save lost people. If you're a hot mess, glory to God, he came for you. That is good news came for you. He came for you. You're not beyond his reach. You are not beyond his reach. How dare you think that you're beyond his reach? My God is greater. My God is greater. He created this whole world and everything in it. He's he's greater. There's nothing that's too big for, there's no hurt that is too severe that he can't help you. There is no trial that you are facing right now or just ahead of you that is so deep that he can't help you. My God is able. Your God is able. Because he came. Do not believe the lie from Satan that you are too far gone or that it's too late. It's not too late. What you are going through right now is not the final chapter of your life. Let me say that again. What you are going through right now, let this settle into some of your spirits. What you are going through right now is not the final chapter in your life. He continues to have a purpose and a plan for your life. You get a hold of that. And you let that just rattle around in your spirit for a while. Because it's truth. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for you. Come on, isn't this good news? It's good news, man. Now, it's, it's familiar news to many of us. Um, boy, you know, I mean, we know this Christmas story. And how, many, how many times have we seen little kids in bathrobes saying, oh, glory to God, you know. It's a familiar story, but it's still good news. The, uh, the story of the shepherds has an interesting footnote. In verse 20, we didn't read it earlier, but in verse 20, after they saw, after, because remember, uh, the, 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 the angel appears, the glory of the Lord is around them. The angel tells them that today a Savior 
Christ the Lord's born in the city of David. So they went, they saw the child. He was placed, they knew him because, as the angel said, he was wrapped in cloths, soft cloths, and he's placed in a feed trough, a manger. They know it's him. I mean, how many babies were wrapped in soft clothes, laying in mangers and inns in Bethlehem? Just one. They knew it was him. And they worshiped him. But here's the interesting footnote. Verse 20 says, after that, it says, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Use your imagination again. Those shepherds, they're walking away and their lives will never be the the same again. They've been absolutely, fundamentally, deeply changed because of the things that they had heard from the angel, heard perhaps from Mary and Joseph, and seen in Jesus. They would never be the same again. Never. And it says here, they went on their way from that point. You know what? They still had some problems. Caesar was still on the throne in Rome. Herod, that Yahoo, was still on his puppet throne in Jerusalem. They were still being taxed. Sheep were still getting sick and, and, the, and, the, and the mutton market was dropping. They still had some challenges. There was still some bad news. But it says here, it says here that they went on their way giving glory and giving praise to God for everything that they had heard and seen. And see, that's what, that's what we do. You know, we have the best news ever. Uh, it, it also says that they went and they told other people and they too praised God. You see, serving Jesus does not mean that all of the bad news goes away. Wouldn't that be nice? But it doesn't. It will Someday. It will someday, when we die or when Jesus returns and takes his church home, one or the other, um, all of those challenges, all that bad news will be over with. Some in, in our church recently have gone on and no more bad news. But right now we still have some bad news. But this, this, this is the best part. We still have the good news. His name is Jesus. What a difference he's made in my life. What a different he, difference he makes in your life. Personalize it, your life. Hallelujah. I'd like you to stand with me, please. We're going to close in prayer, and, and I'm going to close in prayer. I'm going to ask God's blessing on you. And you know, as, as, I, as I've always said, uh, not always, but often, almost always say, at the end of, these, these altars are going to be open, and, and we've got a lot more happening. Join us together tonight. There's going to be hundreds of people here tonight as we just celebrate uh, one more time, uh, Christmas Eve, and so join us for that time. But I want to ask God's blessing on you. But these altars are open. If if something resonated in your heart and you say, you know what, boy, I just I just want to spend some time with Jesus. I, I want you to know you can come at these altars. There'll be people here to pray with you. I don't ever want to rush out of this place if the Holy Spirit's really doing a work in your life. But this morning, I want I want you to know again. Hear this: We have good news. His name is Jesus. It's called the evangel, the evangelism, evangelist. It's, it's a person who tells good news. That's what evangel means, good news. The gospel means good news. It means to take the good news out. To evangelize means to take the good news of Jesus out. So this morning, I want to pray with you. Again, these altars are open. 
but let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every person who's here today. I thank you for every life that has been changed, and I thank you for the lives that are going to be changed. Lord, just as we saw healings in this last week, relational healings, or the greatest relational healing we'll ever have is, is our healing that happens in our relationship with God. You made that possible. You made that possible not simply by coming, but by coming and dying on that cross. And so, Lord, we never want to separate those two by very much. You came to live, minister, and to die, to be raised from the dead. Lord, in this Christmas season, all of the activities, the things that have led up to this, that will follow it, all of the movement, all of the travel, all of the busyness. May you remind us again, Lord, that uh, the greatest gift ever is you. You've given yourself to us, Lord. May we receive you with joy, praise, gladness. Our lives changed. So Lord, bless my brothers and my sisters. If no one, if someone here this morning does not yet know you, I know that right where they're, right where they're standing right now, Lord, all they need to do is simply say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive my sins. I surrender my life to you. I believe that you came for me and that you died for me, that you rose from the dead for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and change my life. I surrender my life to you. Lord, if people pray that simple prayer, then I know that you will come in and begin to change them, to transform them, and not just them, but those around them. Thank you, Lord, that your good news was not limited to a few scattered shepherds on a Judean hillside. The message of Jesus has come to us. Help us now, Lord, as we take your message to lost people around us. In the days ahead, in the weeks ahead, should you not yet return in the years ahead. This we pray, Lord, your blessing upon us, and we thank you. We love you, and we thank you that you came for us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. Go in the presence and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ.